Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the country's strictest vaccine mandate, the new requirements for private employers in New York City. Why the move is being described as a preemptive strike against the Omicron variant. The Big Apple's big mandate impacting nearly 200,000 private businesses. Plus what we're learning about the symptoms of the Omicron variant as a new wave of Delta infections dominate. If you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, you're playing with fire. Behind bars, the parents of the accused gunman in that deadly school shooting in Michigan now in the same jail as their 15-year-old son. Could school officials face charges next for allegedly ignoring the warning signs? American hostages. Three more Christian missionaries are released in Haiti. Tonight, the latest on their condition. Boycotting China. The big announcement from the White House about the Winter Olympics. What it means for U.S. athletes. Plus, Biden prepares for a crucial meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Justice Smollett testifies what the actor accused of staging a racist attack on himself said on the stand. A final salute to Bob Dole. Flags at half staff tonight as we look back on the life and legacy of an American hero. And a time-honored tradition, the Kennedy Center honors here in the nation's capital. CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with an alarming surge in new COVID infections in the U.S. For the first time in two months, the country is again averaging more than 100,000 new cases 
per day. More than 1,100 Americans are dying each day from COVID, and nearly 50,000 are being treated in hospitals. While the Delta variant remains the dominant strain of the coronavirus, the new Omicron variant is also spreading rapidly. Cases have now been detected in at least 18 states, but scientists still aren't sure if it is more dangerous than previous variants. And scientists in South Africa, where Omicron was first detected, say that symptoms in most cases have been mild. Well, the mayor of New York City today announced one of the nation's toughest COVID vaccination mandates in the country, forcing all private businesses to require their workers to get their shots by December 27th. That's actually three weeks from now. CBS's Nikki Batiste is going to lead off our coverage tonight in New York with all those details. Good evening, Nikki. Nora, good evening. Not only is it one of the toughest mandates in the country, New York is now believed to be the first city to require vaccines for all workers. And now children here as young as five must be vaccinated before any indoor dining or entertainment. The New York mayor today called his mandate requiring all private workers be fully vaccinated, a preemptive strike against the cold weather and the new Omicron variant. Look, this is how we put health and safety first by ensuring that there is a vaccine mandate that reaches everyone universally in the private sector. The mandate will affect 184,000 businesses, but will not apply to people working from home, and there will be no testing alternative. Early data shows that the new Omicron variant produces mild symptoms at worst. In fact, it is believed to be a Delta variant, driving a new wave of cases across the U.S., averaging more than 100,000 a day, with an increase in hospitalizations as well. With much about Omicron still unknown, Dr. Anthony Fauci urged Americans not to get complacent. We really got to be careful before we make any determinations that it is less severe or really doesn't cause any severe illness comparable to Delta. The new variant has now been detected in at least 18 states, including Louisiana, where 17 new COVID cases were discovered on a Norwegian cruise line ship that had just returned to port on Sunday. The cruise line said all crew and guests had been required to be fully vaccinated. One of the cases involves a South African crew member who is suspected to have the Omicron variant. Is there any data yet to show how effective our current vaccines are when it comes to Omicron? All of the vac- vaccines have shown some degree of cross-protection in terms of virus-neutralizing antibodies. So I would expect the same will be true of Omicron. Dr. Peter Hotez says vaccination remains the best protection. If you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, you're playing with fire. Dr. Hota says a real concern with Omicron is reinfection, especially for anyone who is unvaccinated. Here in New York City, more than 10 percent of eligible adults have not gotten a vaccine yet. Nora. Nikki Batiste, thank you. Well, we want to turn now to that deadly school shooting in Oxford, Michigan, where there are new questions tonight about whether warning signs were ignored. The parents of the accused gunman are now in custody. And tonight we're learning more about the intense manhunt that led to their arrests. We get the latest from CBS's Michael George. Do either of you have any questions? or concerns? Held in separate cells, James and Jennifer Crumbly are now in the same county jail as their 15-year-old son, Ethan Crumbly, the alleged shooter at Oxford High School. The couple was expected to appear for an arraignment on Friday. They were arrested early Saturday inside a vacant art studio in Detroit after a manhunt. Today, the owner of the studio was interviewed by investigators. His attorney said he was unaware at the time that the Crumblies were wanted. 
and confirmed his house is now being searched. And how are you pleading to count one? Not guilty. The Crumleys have pleaded not guilty to four counts each of involuntary manslaughter in connection with the shooting. Prosecutors say they provided the gun to their son as a gift and failed to secure it. In a letter to parents over the weekend, Superintendent Tim Throne said counselors concluded Ethan Crumbly did not intend on committing either self-harm or harm to others, despite teachers warning twice about disturbing behavior, including a violent drawing found on the morning of the shooting. Michigan's Attorney General Dana Nessel has offered to conduct an independent investigation. Is it possible that um, the actions by school officials could potentially lead to criminal charges? I don't know what that information is. And I think it would be wrong for me to make any assumptions. But that's why I think it's so critical that this investigation be done. As the community continues to grieve, Scott Taylor, co-owner of Sick Pizza in Oxford, offered pizzas for donations. We're at $53,000. Dozens of volunteers, many of them Oxford students, helped raise more than $80,000. So many people want to help the kids stop hurting and the teachers stop hurting and the community stop hurting. And there's not always an outlet to do that. And Taylor says 100% of those donations are going to the victims' families. The funeral for Tate Meir, one of the four students killed, is tomorrow. Nora? Michael George, thank you. Well, tonight, three more Christian missionaries have been released from captivity in Haiti, where they were being held hostage by a violent gang. They were part of a group that was abducted while leaving an orphanage more than seven weeks ago. We get the latest from CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. Tonight, the news that three more hostages were freed comes more than seven weeks after the group was kidnapped at gunpoint near this orphanage outside Port-au-Prince. We can confirm that three of the hostages uh, were released. This is something that we continue to treat uh, with the utmost priority. In a statement, Christian Aid Ministries said they are safe and seem to be in good spirits, but provided no additional information. Two others were released last month, leaving 12 still captive. The group included 16 Americans, including five children and one Canadian. A gang known as 400 Mowozo initially demanded a $17 million ransom and said the hostages would be killed if it wasn't met. What kind of information would you be looking to learn from the freed hostages? You're going to want to know who, how many, uh, what they looked like. The most seemingly innocuous piece of information can be the margin of victory. James Galliano is a former FBI negotiator. What do those small releases and the length of time this has gone on tell you about the negotiations here? Well, it it could be a whole host of factors. It could be the medical condition of the particular folks that are being released. Um, It could be just the fact that having 17 hostages and moving surreptitiously is not easy to do. Officials will not comment on the whereabouts of the freed hostages, but Galliano says they likely will spend hours debriefing with the FBI about their ordeal and any information that could help secure the release of the remaining hostages. Nora? Manny Bajorquez, thank you. Well, the Biden administration today announced a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics that are set to begin less than two months from now. But some lawmakers say the move doesn't go far enough. We get the latest from CBS's Nancy Cordes at the White House. U.S. athletes will attend the Beijing Games next year. 
U.S. officials will not. That was the middle ground the White House settled on today in response to a series of human rights abuses, including the persecution of Muslims in western China and the throttling of democracy in Hong Kong. This is just uh, sending a message that given these human rights abuses, we cannot proceed with uh, business as usual. Chinese officials accused the U.S. of grandstanding and vaguely warned there would be resolute countermeasures. But U.S. lawmakers hailed the move, though some Republicans want to go even further. No athletes, no administration officials, no corporate sponsors. I would support the moving of the Olympics. The announcement came less than 24 hours before President Biden is expected to confront another authoritarian leader, Russian President Vladimir Putin. The two are slated to talk by phone tomorrow about Russia's recent military buildup along the Ukraine border. President Biden will warn Putin that if Russia invades, it could face severe economic pain in the form of crippling global sanctions. The goal? To make it very, very difficult for Mr. Putin to uh, to go ahead and do what people are worried he may do. There are currently roughly 70,000 Russian troops deployed at Ukraine's border. U.S. intelligence officials say Russia could invade the former Soviet Republic using as many as 175,000 troops as early as January. Is President Biden prepared to warn that there's the possibility of U.S. military involvement? I'm not going to get ahead of the president's conversation, but that is not our first objective. And Nancy Cortez joins us now on this critical meeting tomorrow. So, Nancy, what is Russia up to? Nora, experts say what Russia wants is to create a buffer of sorts against what it sees as Western expansion by uh, preventing this crucial neighbor, Ukraine, from joining NATO. And perhaps most alarmingly, Nora, cybersecurity officials here at the White House say they've seen a huge spike in Russian misinformation aimed at justifying a strike on Ukraine, which is similar to what they saw before another invasion about five years ago. Let's see whether the president issues an ultimatum. All right, Nancy Cordes, thank you. Well, in Chicago, there was a dramatic turn today in the trial of Jesse Smollett when the former Empire actor took the witness stand in his own defense. Smollett is charged with lying to police about being the victim of a hate crime and is said to have paid two brothers to stage the attack. CBS's Charlie DeMar reports. The actor took center stage at his own trial today, trying to convince jurors he did not choreograph an attack on himself. The defense attorney asking, were you planning a hoax? Smollett saying, no, there was no hoax. Smollett also denied paying the Osindaro brothers to buy supplies. And when asked why he didn't call police, he said, quote, I'm a black man in America. I do not trust police. I was also a well-known figure at the time and openly gay. I wanted to play a boxer. I wanted to play a superhero. The moment I got beat, I became an expletive who got whooped. Nearly three years ago, on a frigid January night, Smollett told police that he was the victim of a racist and homophobic hate crime. Body cam footage shows the actor telling police that his attackers doused him with bleach and hung a rope around his neck, which he still had draped over him when officers arrived to his apartment. Initially identified as his attackers, brothers Abel and Ola Osindaro, in court, Abel told the jury Smollett orchestrated the hoax. Smollett was arrested, but unexpectedly, the charges were dropped by state's attorney Kim Fox. That decision brought protest, and within months, a judge appointed a special prosecutor to review the case. He charged Smollett with six counts of disorderly conduct for staging and lying to police about the attack. 
Smollett will likely be the last witness for the night. This case could be in the jury's hands as soon as tomorrow. And if convicted, Smollett could serve up to three years in prison. Nora? Charlie DeMar, thank you. Well, tonight there is more fallout for former CNN host Chris Cuomo. He says he's quitting his serious XM radio show called Let's Get After It. Cuomo was fired from CNN over the weekend after being hit with a sexual harassment allegation, charges he denies. He was initially suspended from the network after new details emerged about the extent of his efforts to help his brother, then New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, fight off his own sexual misconduct allegations. All right. Back here in Washington, the body of former senator and presidential candidate Bob Dole will lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda on Thursday. He died Sunday at the age of 98. Dole, a Republican from Kansas, is being remembered by members of both parties for devoting his life to public service. Here's CBS's Major Garrett. Senator Bob Dole embodied what many believe Washington needs now, a good-humored party loyalist who cared deeply about making government work. Some of his greatest achievements were bipartisan endeavors. An honest broker with deep friendships and working relationships that spanned the aisle. I accept your nomination. Dole was the last presidential candidate who served in World War II and in the 96 campaign said America needed more of the greatest generation's grit and values. And I know because I was there and I have seen it and I remember Growing up in Russell, Kansas, Dole was a star athlete in high school and joined the Army as a college freshman. He suffered grievous wounds in Italy that would cost him the use of one arm. Neighbors raised money to pay for several surgeries and later sent him to Congress. When I needed help, uh, the people of Russell helped. Dole spent 27 years in the Senate, quitting his post as majority leader in a failed bid to defeat President Clinton. Later, Dole became an unlikely pitchman for soft drinks with Britney Spears Easy boy. and even Viagra. Like erectile dysfunction. When Donald Trump secured the nomination in 2016, Dole became the only living GOP nominee to endorse him. Donald Trump can win. Dole was a farm belt fiscal conservative who wielded power quietly and over the years with humor and humility. Qualities of what feels like a bygone era of national politics. My pledge one time was to make a difference in the life of at least one person every day. Now, I've probably failed in part of that, but I still work at it. Major Garrett, CBS News, Washington. A great American hero who dedicated his life to this country. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. It's a snowy matchup tonight between the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots. This video from the Buffalo area shows the combination of lake effect snow and howling winds of nearly 50 miles per hour. A larger portion of the Northeast is expected to be hit with up to three inches of snow on Wednesday. 
All right, there is shocking news tonight for horse racing fans. Medina Spirit, the first place finisher of this year's Kentucky Derby, died following a workout at a California racetrack. The race is under scrutiny after the horse tested positive following the race for a legal medication that is not allowed on the day of the race. Okay, today NASA announced the 10 newest astronauts to join its Space Corps. Of course, they're amazing. The new class is made up of four women and six men ranging in age from 32 to 42 years old. Most of them served in the U.S. military. Those who didn't are scientists or engineers. Here in Washington, we celebrated an incredible group of artists for their contributions to American culture at the 44th Annual Kennedy Center Honors. And the ceremony returned to a tradition. Tonight is very special for me because when I was just a little kid, I used to get all dressed up and play honoring Lorne Michaels at the Kennedy Center. Celebrities and politicians gathered last night in the nation's capital. And for the first time since 2016, the president was in the audience. The crowd was vaccinated, tested, and ready to honor artistic excellence with tributes to stars like singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell. And the great Tony Award winner, Bette Midler. She can make us laugh and cry even at the same time. And that is the mark of an artist of the highest caliber. Cast members of Saturday Night Live, past and present, brought the laughs, roasting their boss, executive producer Lorne Michaels. Lorne deserves this honor tonight, if only to celebrate the fact that unlike so many others, he resisted the urge to travel to space this year. And the legendary Stevie Wonder got everyone on their feet, saluting Motown founder Barry Gordy. Celebrating the Arts is back, and the full ceremony will air here on CBS on December 22nd. Tomorrow, an update on your generous donations helping to feed hundreds of U.S. military families. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.